Welcome to Oracle Unfiltered, a podcast for entrepreneurial healers, leaders, and disruptors who want to explore the intersection between their unseen world and business marketing. Through our unfiltered conversations, story times, and interviews, we'll explore the ways in which business strategy, matrix reconditioning, culture, divinity, money, oracle body intelligence, and shadow illumination are the keys to activating or derailing your most abundant timeline. I'm your oracle and host, Natalie Granja. Grab a drink or some tea, because we're about to dive deep. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to today's training. This is going to be all about the behind the scenes of launching both energetically and strategically. If you don't already know me, my name is Natalie Granja. I'm an Oracle CEO, which means my brand is all about the unseen world, unplugging from the matrix, everything to reconnect you back into your Oracle body so you can be the Oracle of your own life. But also I'm a CEO. I teach you um, how to increase your visibility, how to be seen, how to be paid for your work. Um, And I go, you know, just as strategic as I go um, into the shadow. So in this, in this place, we do both. Um, I help people connect into their most abundant timeline by illuminating all the unseen aspects as to what is keeping them away, again, both strategically and um, intuitively in the unseen world. Um, so before we jump into all of this, I want to say what I'm about to cover is nuanced because everyone is in a different place in their business, right? So some people um, may have already had a lot of experience with launching and they, they're watching this because they want someone else's take, they want refinement, they want to make it you know even easier for themselves, which amazing. And then other people who are watching this, um, maybe you guys have never launched before. So, um, you know, you're going to put into account that there might be more steps that you would need to cover first, right? Um, I will be giving you some of you know my behind the scenes as I'm currently launching Oracle Business School. I want to break the fourth wall and show you this is you know something to consider. These are things that I keep in mind, um, and we'll go into some of that. And what I'll do is I'll start off with the questions that um, you guys asked me yesterday. So uh, got lots of great questions. I'm going to narrow it down to three questions that I thought would be the most helpful for um, everyone listening today. So the first question I received was advice you would give someone launching for the first time. So this is good. And this will touch on the other things that I was going to be talking about anyway, but I'll, I'll say it again. So if you're launching for the first time, strategically, what I would like reinforce over and over again is, is there a clear understanding of what the consumer will receive by working with you? So yesterday or some other, a couple days ago, I posted 
um, examples of like connect with your essence, right? Like that's, that's what some people might say, but the messaging is, I don't really know what that means or why I should invest $10,000 into that, right? Versus if it was translated, right? If the tangibility were translated just a little bit more, it might say, I help you reconnect with, or I help you heal your attachment patterns so you can have um, a relationship that thrives or something like that, right? So the first thing I would say is, have you translated the practicality behind your, your offer? Why this is really important and why I think people get really stuck with this is because, and, and I have a background as a Reiki master teacher, hypnotist, right? Like shamanic energy worker. Like I, I totally get that some of the work that we do, it's hard to find the tangibility behind it, but it's possible. It can feel hard, but it's possible. So for example, if you're like, well, I use the Akashic Records and I'm going in and doing healings or another big thing that I hear from people is, well, there's just so many different results that people get. Like maybe you you work in um, the Akashic Records or you're an intuitive or you're an astrologer and you're like, well, I can look at business. I can look at relationships. I can look at childhood stuff. I can look at future, you know, planning. And that's amazing, but we want to find the golden thread between all of those things. What is, just because you can do a lot, just because you can um, have multiple results, doesn't necessarily mean that A, you love doing all those, you know, results, um, and B, that that is what you should necessarily market. So for example, like when I was just doing energy healing um, years ago, I've been professionally working with clients for almost 10 years, actually. Um, And in the beginning, when I was just doing energy healing, I mean, anyone who walked through my door was my client, right? And that means that sometimes we would be looking at relationship stuff. Sometimes we'd be looking at leadership, work, um, money, childhood, you know, healing, everything. What I realized was like, I'm not super lit up about talking about like finding your your soulmate or finding your you know the person you're going to marry like I can help you with that sure but that's not like that's not what excites me and so guess what although I can help people with that result that's not what I market right so it's important it's very important that you really understand what is the clear result that I want to offer not that you not that just uh, not just that you can offer right so if you're launching for the first time let's say you're launching a 3 month program with you or maybe it's a 6 week um group program what can you um what can you promise that they will know by the end of your program that needs to be very clear. And I like to suggest to my clients, like, try to keep it to one sentence. What is one sentence that will communicate the purpose of your program? I, I'm really nailing this in because a lot of times if I were to ask someone, you know, that's just beginning, like, what what is this program about? They'll give me a whole spiel instead of being able to communicate it into one sentence. So, Again, 
Um, you might say, well, I connect with the other side. I, you know, I can read your energy. Cool. What does that do for me? So I like to, my, one of my favorite phrases is so that, um, if you're saying I connect with the other side, I would say, so that you receive blank so that you, um, can now heal from so that you can get closure about so that blank 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 that is my favorite word for people who have intangible um types of you know offers right you know there's a big story that like um the you know you can only be successful if you're teaching business or like health uh, stuff like weight loss or whatever. And that just isn't true. I grew a multiple six figure business from energy work and hypnosis, right? Like from me guiding people, me being an Oracle and a seer for what they were missing. So it's not true that you have to do anything other than just be in your gifts. Um, but you have to be able to communicate what those gifts are really well. Um, okay. So that might be the number one piece of advice I would give someone is the messaging behind what you're doing. If you aren't clear on what the actual tangibility is, the other, your, the consumer isn't going to understand either. Right? So you can say, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You're going to have access to me for 12 weeks and you'll have Voxer and you'll have this and you'll have that. You're, you're, you're telling them what they're going to receive, like the nuts and bolts, but they don't understand what is possible for them at the end of those 12 weeks with you. And here's the thing is that a lot of people have like, they don't want to, they, they don't want to own what's possible. They don't want to own like, or guarantee something and then be like, oh my gosh, they didn't get this result. So then here is like my, here's my perspective on this. If you can't own the type of results people could get, then people don't want to invest in someone who doesn't believe in themselves, right? Number one. Number two, you don't have to promise by the end of 12 weeks of working with you that you are going to be, you know, um, in the best shape of your life or, um, have found your soulmate relationship or, um, have now been able to conceive or experience a healing miracle or now have a multiple six figure business in 12 weeks. Like you don't have to guarantee that what you can guarantee is you will have all the tools so you can get there. Notice the difference. You will have all the tools so you can receive blank thing. Is that something you could own? Is that something you could get behind? Because I think that would be much easier to get behind. It's like, well, I can certainly teach you and, and show you all the places that you're not doing this or that you could do this better. But I think people just have a hard time wanting to say, by the end of the 12 weeks, this is what you'll have. And so instead, they just put some fluffy value proposition, some fluffy message about what their program is that doesn't feel A, exciting, B, like it's answering your client's problem. 
right? So here's the other thing to be mindful of. What you are offering as a program, as a one-to-one, whatever product that you're trying to promote, it should be solving an issue for your ideal client. Otherwise, why are they going to buy it, right? So it's like, if you're going to take the time to create an offer, it has to solve something. And if you're unaware who your ideal client is, and if you're unaware what they're going through, those are some places to start, right? And by the way, this is true for um, even people who have multiple six-figure, seven-figure businesses. If they're launching a completely different product, a completely different offer than what they have been, um, what their brand has been known for, they'll go through the same steps as well. It's like, who is this, you know, what is this solving for someone? And do they, is there a market for this? Do people actually want this? right? So I'll give you an example. One time years ago, back in 2019, I was trying to launch a six-month program called Light Leaders Academy, I think it was called. And guess what? I didn't enroll anyone because number one, nobody at like there was I there was I I just decided that this is what I was going to create and I wasn't co-creating it with the community I wasn't co-creating it with God even I wasn't co-create like no one needed this no one asked for it right the way that I was trying to do it it was super intangible so I decided to learn from this experience and I was like what went wrong why why did nobody buy why did nobody care why were there no warm leads or anything right and it, this is another piece of advice i highly recommend that when you are looking at a launch or anything in your business you want to separate the metrics from your worthiness you have to be able to look at things from a ceo perspective and say okay engagement went down here people didn't like this or um this you know this strategy that I'm trying isn't really working. So, you know, I'm going to try, I'm going to try something different. So I was able to look at my launches to say, all right, why, what worked, what didn't work. And again, that is what's made me really good now to have my bases covered and to also teach it in a way that people can set themselves up for success. One of my clients in OBS this last round signed up three or four people before her official launch. And it's because we were doing all of the steps to set you up for success. I've started OBS launching, I don't know, three days ago. Yeah, three days ago. I already have someone who paid in full. I have six people on a wait list that were um, waiting to receive information um, a couple of months ago, right? So like you're, you set yourself up for success as you go into a launch by doing these steps, by having this clarity. Um, so what happened? I learned what was going wrong in that launch. And about six months later, I decided to launch the initiation, which was really similar to Light Leaders Academy, but I did it in a whole, you know, different way, learning from what I've done wrong in the past. And that was one of my first successful launches. And then I launched Granja Vortex Method, which is a still an evergreen product that I'm continuously receiving income every single month from, 
right? And it's because of the way that I launched it. I was solving a problem that people were having. I was solving an issue that people are tossing and turning about, are thinking about. So that is answering the first question. That was number one advice you would give someone launching for the first time, right? Um, The second question that I'm getting answered today is what's the number one setback or barrier you see with unsuccessful launches? Great question. I have a lot to say about this. (laughs) Great question. Remember how I just gave you the example of someone in Oracle Business School who um, sold four seats to her program before she even launched? This is how you get to have that. It's all in the pre-work. People will, let's say, have an idea for an offer, get really excited about it, and instantly go in and start talking about it. That can that strategy can work when you have certain factors at, at play. Um, if you are launching something new, or if you're even relaunching a product or a, an offer, I recommend you do the pre-work. So for example, if I know I'm going to be launching Oracle Business School in, let's say, June, then my content in May and in April will be really heavy on everything that has to do with strategy, everything that has to do with the energetic and the strategic of what people need to know about scaling a business to six and multiple six figures. I am preparing my audience well in advance before an offer. I am gaining trust with my audience that my perspective and that my insight is to be trusted and that you can take my insight right away and apply it into your life and you'll get a result. And in that process, they're like, oh, she's someone to listen to. I really love what she has to say. So by the time that my offer, my launch comes through, it's a no-brainer. It's like, oh, yes, I've just spent the last two months like trusting this person and wanting more from this person and feeling excited every time she posts something. It's a two-month process before that one-month launch. So where people set themselves up for, for failure because it's not really failing, it's just missing the mark. That's the way I see it. Um, Is that they'll sort of go guns a-blazing. Here's how you can work with me. Here's how you can work with me. Here's my product. Here's my offer. And sure, that might get the interest of some people that have really been following your work or you're speaking to the problem that they're experiencing. But for the most part, a successful launch happens well in advance. It is the dripped content. It is the nurturing that you have with your community. You want to build trust. You want people to know who you are, what you stand for. And ideally you want the people in your community to like you, right? So it's a like, know, and trust factor. So, um, if you're, Ooh, if you're watching this, let me know if you have any questions or comments about that before I start moving on. Welcome Carly. Um, 
Welcome, Jenna. I think I saw Melinda. Soul the Vision. Soul. Soul the Vision. Is your name Soul? Because I I want to know. Um, Nico. Welcome. 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 Okay. So just to sum that up real quick, the last two points. Number one is in communicating the tangibility behind what am I going to get? If I'm investing $5,000, $6,000, $10,000, $20,000 in this service, in this product or program, I want to know at the end of this service or sooner, what will I walk away with? That is what people are buying into. I will walk away with a transfer of knowledge. Maybe I will know um, Maybe I will know, um, you know, how to heal my body, or maybe I will know, um, what, uh, what to do in my business, or maybe I will know, um, every, you know, I received closure about what happened in my childhood or whatever it might be. Right. So it needs to be very clear. What am I going to receive at the end? Now, the second point that I made was launching happens well in advance. Launching happens through dripped content. So you can launch however you'd like, right? There's several ways to the mountaintop. And that's what I teach people. Like there's so many different things that you can do. In Oracle Business School, I have like a month's worth of like several different calendars you can follow, content you can follow, different things that you can do. But for sure, what I recommend is that weeks or months before you launch your product, or service interchangeably. When I say product, I mean offer, service, the same thing. That you start creating that trust. And in that process of dripped content before your launch, you want to address sales pushbacks. You want to address why people wouldn't buy. So if your audience, for example, might be new at investing high ticket, you want to address um, how to feel safe um, investing in high ticket, Um, why high ticket investments are really important for your specific niche or problem. Um, If they're saying, if one of their pushbacks might be that they don't have enough time, then you want to address that in your content. Hey, one of my star clients was pregnant and had a... you know, uh, a baby during our container and already had four other children. So I know that if you really, you know, whatever it is, address whatever their excuse for not investing, address what the solution to that is. In my uh, contracts, when people sign up with me, I say babies and nursing are always welcome on our call. Always because I want to make it as simple and easy as possible for my community to receive from me. Um, Okay, I'm going to read these comments real quick. Kitty says, interesting. I struggle with planning that after that far ahead because I'm a perfectionist and need to take messy action in order to do anything um, it feels like. Oh, Kitty, I completely get that. I too struggle with the shadow of perfectionism. I really do. And um, I, I get that really, really well. So actually what has helped my perfectionism is 
sharing the valuable content with no strings attached, with no strings attached. I've actually found it to be easier. So for example, if you are selling, I'm just throwing something random out there. If you are selling a human design program, let's say, before you even launch that, just share valuable content. Just share content that will allow people to like who you are, right? Like they're like, oh my gosh, I love Kitty because whatever. Um, to know who you are, to be like, oh, she doesn't agree with what everyone else is talking about. Or her opinion is about this other thing. Whoa, right? So they get to know you. Um, and then trust. In order for people to want to pay in full right away, to be on your wait list, to be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. They, they have to have a built-in trust. And that can happen quickly, but it can also take time. So I'd rather cover our base and take as much time as possible without any strings attached, without anything that we um, are expecting in return. So I would see it more as like, this is a forever strategy. A forever strategy is we want to give really high value content to our audience. And when we do that, there's a built-in authority and trust that they have for what you're offering so that when the offer does come, it's simple. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah, no brainer. So you said here, I'm a perfectionist and need to take messy action. That messy action, I get that where it's like, I just need to do the damn thing, right? Um, why that, okay, so what separates a business from I'm just going to post something on Instagram and, and hope this becomes successful is that a business wants to look at their year. Their business wants to look at the predictability of their income. So in general, if we can know the type of offers or programs we want to have throughout the year, then it, it's just as, as simple as reverse engineering. So for example, if I am going to launch a program about how to connect with your Oracle channel and reconnect with your Oracle body, and I've just spent the last two months talking about business strategy, both are under my brand, right? But I would want to start transitioning into let's talk about everything psychic channel, everything intuitive. So by the time my offer comes out, it makes sense. So that's as far as I mean about wanting to plan, right? Some people definitely don't like going super in-depth into a year-long planning. That's perfectly okay. But at least knowing what do I want at the end of the next three months, at the end of this quarter, what would I like for this to look like? So if you know in the next three months you want to offer this program, then the three months before that, all you have to do is talk about that subject matter. Okay, Soul says, I wish, I wish. S and L is my initials and O is all that is God. Oh, my creativity is birthed through. Whoa, like a, like a portal, like a canal. Oh my gosh, that is beautiful. That is so beautiful. Kitty says, hearing I need to start two months early makes me tired. So don't look at it that way. So it so don't look at it as I have to launch for two months. You that's that you certainly don't need to do it that way. Everyone is different, right? Everyone has a different business. Um, you know, if someone were to have forty thousand followers, their launch process might only be two weeks because they're working with numbers. They have numbers on their side, 
right? So there's higher probabilities. If you have a smaller following, it doesn't mean it has to be this long thing. It just means that we want to create more visibility so that there's higher chances of people following. Um, again, the strategy isn't to be in a launch for two months. The strategy really is drip high value content to your audience so that when you do launch, it's a no brainer trust. And if it's, if you're finding it difficult to drip high value content to your audience, I would look at what pillars you have in your business so that the content feels really simple and really like, I can talk about this all day, every day, where it doesn't feel maybe difficult or hard to create so much content. Um, and I have processes for that as well. Um, okay, cool. I think we covered that. So um, the next question I'm gonna answer is, how to heal trauma responses related to speaking authentically? Uh, love your content. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so the answer to this specific question will also bump into some of the other energetic tips that I have. Um, but here's the number one thing. If we're talking about trauma responses as it, as it relates to speaking authentically, we want to understand it. And I also want to say, like, I think almost every person I've worked with ever has had something around speaking authentically. They've had something that gets in the way of wanting to um, be seen, right? And for the most part, we can simplify it, and maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but we can simplify it to Being seen equals a negative response. So in the past, if this person, let's say, were to have spoken up in their childhood and they had an aggressive parent who was either physically abusive, emotionally abusive, would neglect them, whatever it might be, in response to speaking up and disrupting, then of course it is going to feel really foreign and really unsafe to then go on a, a international platform where there's where there's potential for hundreds, thousands, millions, billions of views and, and eyes to then say something disruptive or then, you know, speak authentically because what their body has now understood to be true is this is dangerous, right? Um, I also want to share another spectrum, right? The, this, the other side of that spectrum is, and I can relate to this a lot. This was some of my story is that, um, someone could be really outgoing and really confident and know how to hold a conversation at an early age and girls and women and adults around them, friends and, and peers, will tear that down. Um, maybe they were always told they were too conceited or too self-centered or you always want attention when in reality they were really just good conversationalist and were confident and whatever it might be, right? So what can sometimes be learned in that process is 
I'm gonna make myself as simple and as quiet and as undetectable as possible because I want to be accepted and I want to fit in to my community, into my tribe, right? So we have to understand what, where on the spectrum it could be for you. Were you innately really like vivacious and all these things and then you were put down or were you maybe innately more on the timid side and when you would speak up, you were hit with some sort of aggression, neglect, um, verbal abuse, whatever it might be, right? So there's kind of like, and, and there's people here that might be in the middle where maybe it wasn't as traumatic as either of those experiences, but more so like I have just learned that people get you know, people gossip about those people or I just don't want to feel judged, right? So it doesn't have to be on those spectrums. It could just be like, you know, I've seen my mom gossip about um, a woman who's trying to start a business and I don't want to be seen as blah, 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 right? So we want to understand where you might fall in that spectrum. Once we can understand that, we can understand a little bit more about the, your body, what is happening within your body as it relates to speaking authentically. So speaking authentically, and, and of course being authentic is one of the best marketing aspects or assets you can have. Because it's the difference between you and the millions of other hypnotists, energy healers, astrologers, human design mentors, um, star seed guides. It's the difference between you and everyone else with the same title. When you speak authentically, people are buying into you, not the modalities that you use. The modalities are amazing and they want to experience the other side, uh, they want to experience the transformation of those modalities, but it's no longer like I mentioned in a post the other day, people will shop around for a, um, the cheapest past life regressionist, but nobody can shop around for you. And if we can't see you within your content, then you start becoming and your offer and your business starts becoming replaceable. It's a commodity. It's a bar trick. If you want to be the industry leader or one of the industry leaders, if you want to be the person that people come to and want this amazing wait list of people who want to buy from you immediately when you offer something, you have to, or I should rephrase, you get to share authentically. That's how that happens. Especially as a service-based brand, right? Specifically with a service-based brand. It's the difference between, for example, like I have a therapist, right? I'm going to hire a therapist who speaks my language. I'm going to hire a therapist who, when I read their bio, they're sharing authentically about their beliefs, their education, who they are. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to choose you because you're also intuitive. You're also spiritual. You also whatever versus in my case, you know, a therapist who 
doesn't share any of that. Cause then I'm like, well, you could be that, but I have no idea. So I'm going to go with the one who shares that that's who she is because that's, I relate to that person, even though this person pay, uh, charges double what the other person does. Right. So that's the difference, right? That's the importance of being able to share authentically. And what does that look like in launch content? What does that look like in a strategic way? It's disruptive, polarizing content. And I will say over the last year, I have noticed there's been more of an uptake on polarizing content. And just like anything, right? Like just like anything in this world, sometimes people overcorrect. We go from like, everyone's a light leader, a new paradigm in 5D world into this overcorrecting of like being almost aggressive in, in some polarizing content. You can be polarizing and still be gentle. You can be polarizing and still be loving. You can be polarizing and still be kind, right? So when I say, let's create some polarizing content, right? It doesn't mean you have to be anything other than who you are. I want to hear those intimate conversations that you have with your, you know, fellow entrepreneurs where you're like, oh my gosh, I know, like, I hate this or I hate this about the industry or whatever this is. Let Bring that up because that is what sets you apart from the other, again, hypnotist, regressionist, shamanic, whatever, right? We want to hear your opinion based on your experience. Because when I'm making an investment, I want someone who is like sharing the same values as me. And I don't know that we have those same values if you're not talking about it. So when it comes to healing those trauma responses, I think being gentle with yourself um, is important. And again, finding where you are on that spectrum and understanding you do not need to dysregulate and re-traumatize yourself in order to be seen. You do not need to dysregulate and re-traumatize yourself in order to be competitive or, you know, um, just for the sake of a launch. You certainly don't need to do that. I would practice, right? Something that I like to tell my clients, this is my little multi-step process um, for creating um, content or posting content that feels scary. Before you post the piece of content that feels authentic but scary, I want you to double check if that piece of content is true for you. And you're not writing it, again, from a place of needing to stay relevant, to compete. You're not like, saying it to secretly jab someone like you're saying this because this is what feels true and this is what's going to be really helpful for the people who need it right that's number one if you can get past that great then when you do post it i recommend putting the phone down putting the phone down and then grounding into your senses what can you feel what can you see what can you taste what can you hear, right? Ground into this moment. And I want you to visualize the ripple effect of someone looking at your post as disruptive or as polarizing as it may be. I want you to look at that, visualize it and see 
your soulmate clients reading the post and saying, oh my gosh, thank God I'm not the only one who feels this way. Or, oh my gosh, I love that she, um, you know, has this opinion as well. And visualize them sharing it to their, their friends and their community, supporting you. What can sometimes happen is when people are writing polarizing content or authentic content, they're doing it with their haters in mind. They're doing it with the opposition in mind instead of with the soulmate client in mind, instead of how impactful this can be. And then I visualize their energy changing, like the soulmate client. I visualize them, their energy changing and being like, oh, that's so liberating. It makes me feel more abundant. It makes me feel more at peace. It makes me feel more confident. Whatever energy or frequency you want them to receive. And then the ripple effect of how that affects their day, how it affects their interactions, how it affects you know, the people around them and so forth and so on, right? So that's what I like to do. And then lastly, I'll remind myself, I'm like, I'm safe. Like I put my phone down, whatever happens in that world, I am still safe. There's a roof over my head. Maybe you've got a dog. Maybe you walk outside. Maybe you just feel the weather, the the temperature on your skin. I connect with this grounded moment of safety because what happens is that when you post that, it can really awaken, you know, maybe some wound that you have even past life of, um, you know, being persecuted for saying the things, for being disruptive, for sharing on the topic that you're sharing about. So you know, it's real, right? Like it's real, that fear that we feel in our body, whether it's from this lifetime or a past lifetime or both, right? If you have a lineage that has been, you know, tracked down for um, just being, just being alive, bringing attention that can feel disruptive, woof, that's going to feel scary. I get that. So I would just start creating more resiliency in the body by going through those steps, connecting, visualizing, um, remembering our safety, connecting with the safety, connecting with the senses and disconnecting from the world that is the phone versus being like, my body is quite literally safe here and now. Um, Okay. So those are the three questions that I was going to answer. And then I have some notes here just about some behind the scenes of the energetics and the behind the scenes of the strategic. Um, If you are just hopping on or if you've been here for a while, feel free to ask any questions um, and I'm happy to get to them. Okay, so from the energetic perspective, like we talked about, you want to be creating safety in your body. So if it's your first time launching or you have some launch PTSD because it hasn't gone as well in the past before, I want you to figure out how to create more safety and cushion in your body as you want to be supported. Why? Because it's not as, you know, if we want to look at this from like just a 3D perspective, it's like, oh, I'm just going on Instagram and talking about the thing and, you know, getting people to sign. But really what's happening For some people, it can feel like they're going on display. One of the biggest wounds I have seen um, as it relates to being a service provider and as it relates to being to marketing and launching is this energetic of like, 
being it's it's like I, I see it like being a doll on a shelf and being like pick me pick me pick me okay you want can, can, can you pick me and although the intention isn't to is, isn't to do that is that it can sort of feel that way for the person who's launching it can sort of feel like I'm on this stage and I'm like hello um can you hire me and I'm really good at what I do. And it's like the inner child can sort of come in and feel on display. And we have to be mindful that the inner child is not the one launching the program, but the whole adult. But the whole adult. So that is something to really be aware of. I've had moments in my launching history of like, I'll toss and turn at night. I'll wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I really just shared how much money I made. Oh my God, I really just shared, you know, that I live this type of lifestyle. I'm going to be judged. People are going to hate me. People are going to think I'm pretentious. People and all of the projections that I have once heard or that I'm just afraid of receiving are go through my mind. And it's like this whole tornado of thoughts. And that's because you are being more visible. You are being on display in a sense of you're calling attention. You're calling forward people to see your work so that they can join your program. So what is necessary and what is needed is extra protection. If you, if you work with spiritual energetic protection, be on top of that, right? If you work with um, animal totems, if you work with parts integration, like do what you need to do to create that extra cushion of protection. So for me, when I feel on display, when I feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm really being seen, I will make sure before I even go into that, I've created a, a bubble of protection over myself. I call upon Arch Archangel Michael. I call upon my animal totem. Um, I work with the jaguar and um, I visualize being in the jaguar's womb. Like I am protected in this space and I leave my inner child there. Like you are protected. Nobody fucks with the jaguar, especially not a mama jaguar. And the adult is able to then go and do the marketing because I can deal with people disagreeing with me. The adult can deal with disagreement. The adult can deal with um, seeing the stories decrease. The adult can deal with the the quietness of no one biting right the the adult can deal with the feelings of rejection but what happens is that oftentimes we allow the inner child to to run the show and she feels triggered and she feels afraid and she feels on display so i like my energetic protection is to leave her in full protection allow the adult to feel protected and the adult is the one that sells. So I hope that makes sense. Um, so creating safety for, for your visibility. Um, Kitty says, this is super helpful. I'm so glad. I'm so, so glad. Um, creating safety. My body was really a huge theme of 2022 preparing me to, to, for preparing me to be me and do what I actually love. Yes, absolutely. Love it. Um, the next thing I have here for energetic is um, feeling awkward selling. 
So this is big, right? Like people feel awkward selling. I've shared that my experience with selling when I first started was, um, I equated selling. So my background, I worked as a bar manager, a restaurant manager. I worked as a manager of a, um, holistic salon, holistic spa. I don't know why I couldn't say that word, a holistic spa. Um, I also was taking clients there. So I had my clients, I would do some of their marketing. I would do the front desk. I would do workshops. I would do everything that had to do with like marketing and selling and also taking my clients in person. Um, I bartended, I cocktail waitress. I did all the things that you could do in terms of like sales and, and service providing. Okay. So, um, what I noticed was like, I could upsell you a hundred dollar, you know, serum. I could upsell you the blueberry facial that was like $350. I could upsell you, um, to buy the $300 bottle of champagne. I could upsell you the nicest steak. I could upsell you whatever, right? Like I, I had no problem being like, oh my God, I really recommend you pair this wine with this meal or this or that or whatever, right? But guess what? As soon as I started doing my online business, oh hell no. You think that was easy? Like, no. For me, my equivalent of selling online felt like I was asking for charity. I felt like by me saying it's only $200 by now it's $500. The sales going up. Here's how you can work with me. It felt like I was asking for charity. Like, please pay me, please pay me. That lasted like three years, like three years of my business was full on like, Oh my gosh, I really hate having to do this. Um, luckily, my business was really building as word of mouth. So I didn't have to go through an extensive sales process. But that's what it was feeling like every time I had to. Like I had to convince people of why they should pay me. And then once they did pay me, I felt indebted to them. Like I need to over deliver. I need to prove. I need to save. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. And Number one, when we do that, it actually takes away from our channel. It takes away from our power. It takes away from our gift to the point that the client can't actually receive the totality of your gift because you're in such a proving pattern that they, it's like you're not even able to channel the way that, you know, you might have in the past. So um, what switched for me, what changed for me was... I no longer saw selling and I no longer see selling as what the client can do for me. Before it was, I need the client to pay me in order to live. I need the client to pay me in order to thrive. I need the client. And I remember even when I would get paid, like when I was get, getting clients online, I felt awkward sharing the beautiful aspects of my life, like going out to eat or my high rise apartment or, um, or whatever it was, getting my nails done or whatever I'm just sharing on my story. I felt awkward doing that because I felt like that's their money. Like they, they're funding my life They're I mean, it was deep. It was real deep. So what happened was I understood that 
it was no longer about what my client can do for me. I was now seeing the exchange and the blessing. So when clients pay us, it is a blessing in our life to receive that pay in full or that first installment or you know what their payment. It's a blessing. Our life gets literally blessed, right? But we are also blessing their life with our insight, with our knowledge, with our gift, with our care, with our mentorship. And what happened was in those first couple years of selling, I never saw it that way. I never saw the impact of my work. I was too focused on, I need the sale. And I was too focused on, now that I've received the sale, I have to over deliver. So if you're feeling awkward selling, remember you selling your offer is one of the most selfless things you can do for humanity. Because you have taken the time the you you've invested time, money, energy, expertise into curating a service, an offer that will literally answer the prayers of someone who is going through a specific problem. We we are blessings for each other. You are now saving that person. For example, when I know someone, like I know when someone joins Oracle Business School, I am saving them years and thousands of hours of trying to figuring it to figuring it out on their own. I am saving them the hassle of having to take five mini courses when they have a library full of everything they would need to know from templates to emails to sequences to messaging to everything. Whether you're beginning your business or scaling your business to multiple six figures, it's all in one place. I I don't feel awkward selling anymore because I know that I have the solution to someone's problem. And then I'll be saving someone years, years of trying to figure it out years of feeling inconsistent in their income. They will have the solutions. So why would I feel awkward about selling that? When you have the cure, when you have the solution to the what someone is praying about, share it with the world, right? Like scream it from the mountaintops. And you have to remember this, your offers, your products, the things that are meant to be out in the world are not just co-create. It's not just you. It's not just about you and your offer and the money you're going to make. Someone is literally manifesting. Someone is manifesting the solution to their problems and they've co-created it with you. This is so much more than just your service and getting paid. There's a huge ripple effect of healing that gets to happen. So think about what, so everyone who's watching this, I want you to think about your service. And I want you to think about the impact of your service. Visualize a client 
receiving your service. And visualize them in their highest because of your service. So because you've illuminated something, shared something with them, given them a certain frequency, um, done an energy clean, whatever it might be, what is the ripple effect? What happens now that they have received your service? Right? I know, for example, when people have influx of money coming in, which they learn how to make money in Oracle Business School, I know that their nervous systems will be at rest around their children. I know that bills no longer seem daunting. I know that being in abundance heals and they're modeling to their children or to their husband or the people around them what life gets to look like. So I know that by healing visibility, I know that by healing perfectionism, I know that by healing competition or not enoughness, that this is a bigger ripple effect than just me and the energy exchange that I receive. It affects families. It affects everyone they interact with. Because I have an abundance of money, because I'm financially comfortable, I can tip well. I can contribute to the economy really well. I can um, be generous with my family. So generous. I can fly my mom out for her birthday, which I've done the last few years. Treat her to a whole trip and I can do whatever I want. That level of freedom heals. I'm able to work with a therapist twice a week. That heals me. Right? Like, look at the ripple effect of your work, of you winning, of them winning. So it is so much more than I need us. I'm, I'm selling this product. I'm selling this offer. So much more. It is the most selfless thing you can do is to thrive and to sell. Um, I'm just being mindful of time because I think Instagram cuts off at an hour and I have so much more to say. Um, so I'm almost wondering if I should do a part two tomorrow because I don't want this to cut off. Um, and we're going to be reaching an hour. So if it cuts off, you guys know why. Um, and I'll share in my story that you know, I'll do a part two sometime this week. Um, That's my vision. Yes, please do. Yeah. So I guess, you know, what I'm going to do is sort of, Kitty says, love all this all. What I'm going to do here before it starts cutting off actually is um, I'm just going to let you know about Oracle Business School. It's a five-month mentorship. Um, We have, uh, it's for the the healers, the leaders, the disruptors who um, are wanting to scale to their first six figures and multiple six figures. And um it's one of the most beautiful experiences that I've ever co-created with the community, the Oracle community, because it is truly a womb space of not just learning how to scale and the, the strategy and, and all of the, the messaging and all the thing that gets to happen on the business 3D side. It is also a healing of sisters who thrive with one another and what that might feel like. 
it is also clearing and illuminating all of the aspects of what we we have co-created to protect ourselves from being seen. Visibility is a huge conversation we talk about. Um, if you guys aren't aware, I've also created this um, uh, sabotage spirals and all of like how to illuminate that. Um, so it's we talk about perfectionism. We talk about saving. We talk about proving. We talk about all of these things as it relates. It's a very holistic mentorship. Um, on top of that, you get modules. You know, it's I thought of everything because I created something that I wish I would have had um, years ago. So it's three calls a month, weekly modules, um, everything you would need from templates. On the calls, we also do deep dive strategies, workshops, uh, workshopping so that you can really understand, you know, what what it is that you need in your business. I like to keep the group intimate because I like for it to be high touch. You also have Slack access where you'll get access to me and the community um, for questions in between our calls, guest speakers. I mean, it is truly one of the most beautiful things that I have created in my life. And I know that everyone who has been in there and has received it has also felt it's really special. So I'm gonna conclude with that. I will update sometime on my story when I'll do a part two because I still have a lot more information I didn't get to. Um, If you have any questions about OBS, feel free to DM me, check out the link in my bio. If you're like, I don't know if I qualify for this, if this is where I'm at, have a conversation with me. Let's see if this is for you or not, you know? Um, and if not, I can, you know, point you to something else, but for sure, for sure, I invite you into my DMs and we can chat. And I'm so grateful. I pray that this video finds all the right people and blesses all the right people. Um, blessings on blessings to you. Much love. Thank you so much for listening. If you love the show, give us five stars, say hi by screenshotting and tagging me at Natalie Granja underscore. You can buy or apply to work with me at nataliegranja.com. See you in the most abundant timeline. Peace.